world was reinforced by a chorus of requests from nervous customers nearby. Murmuring in apology, the attendant filled Jacqueline's order. When she gave Jacqueline the glass, a pair of miniature bottles, and a small package of petrified peanuts, Jacqueline said, You can have this when I'm finished if you like. Oh, really? Well, that's really nice, but you won't finish it before we get to New York. Oh, yes, I will. Well, that is really nice of you. Books are so expensive. I read four or five of them a week, and that really adds up, even though my friends and I exchange when we... A wild-eyed businessman in the seat ahead leaned out into the aisle, waving a five-dollar bill and babbling incoherently. Yes, sir, right away. With a smile at Jacqueline, the girl moved on. Jacqueline refreshed herself copiously, but decided she still wasn't prepared to return to the perfumed canopied tent. I should have ordered three drinks, she thought. At least I can be sure of getting the attendant services from now on. Four or five of these books a week? If all the examples of the genre resembled Slave of Lust, it was a wonder the hardcore readers could talk at all, much less frame a coherent English sentence. She turned her gaze to the window. There was nothing to be seen except an undulating blanket of gray cloud. It had been raining when she left Nebraska. It had rained in Nebraska every day for the past two weeks. The farmers were tearing their hair and the local papers carried dire predictions of crop failures, rotting corn, mildewed hay, higher prices and general despair. Jacqueline had lived in Nebraska for three years, and in her experience the farmers were always complaining and food prices were always going up. It was either too hot or too cold, too wet or too dry. She had no great opinion of Nebraska or the agricultural community, and in this particular spring she had had far too much rain to suit her. It was one of the factors that had prompted her passionate outcry the previous Sunday. As she stood at the window of her apartment watching raindrops pelt the puddles on the balcony, I've got to get out of this backwater before I lose my mind. Backwater is not inappropriate, her friend replied, putting his stockinged feet on a hassock and reaching for his glass. Where do you want to go? A city, Jacqueline gestured dramatically at the window. Beyond the red brick college buildings, empty fields stretched endlessly to the horizon. Any city, preferably one where it isn't raining. Cairo would seem to be your best bet, or Rome. I can't afford to go to Europe. Her companion, Professor James Whittier, head of the English department at Coldwater College, watched her with a faintly malicious smile. Her tall, upright figure was as slim as that of a woman half her age, not that James had ever been officially informed of that number, but since she had two adult children he knew she must be over forty. Her thick auburn hair had not a touch of gray, and James, who was well acquainted with Jacqueline's hair and with the products women used to conceal that particular sign of aging, would have sworn she employed none of them. She was wearing a hostess gown in glowing peacock colors, green shading to aquamarine, azure and cobalt, with which he was equally well acquainted, and the relative age of this garment, coupled with her last statement, roused his curiosity. I thought you were going abroad this summer. So did I. What happened? 
Jacqueline swung around to face him and glowered at him over the tops of her glasses. The fact that she made no effort to restore them to their proper place on the bridge of her nose was a bad sign. Jacqueline's glasses were a barometer of her feelings. Slippage indicated strong emotion, often of a negative variety. None of your business, James. You're the nosiest man I've ever met. Do you know what your students call you? I know what the female students call me, James said, passing a complacent hand over his waving white locks and smiling his famous crooked smile. Don't waste that crooked smile on me, Jacqueline snapped. Mr. Budinsky. No, I think my favorite is Granny Jimmy. Granny, is it? Come here and let me show you. I'm not in the mood. Hmm. James decided this was not the time to remind Jacqueline of the nicknames the students had invented for her. She thought of herself.